This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Remind me again why we're not doing a National Park-inspired recipe episode? Remember, we planned on doing that. Yeah, well, because the whole idea was to make the dishes ourselves and then talk about them on the episode and put the recipes on our website, and and we had okay. a few issues. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. It's coming back to me now. <laughs> the recipe for the for those Jordan Pond House popovers. Mm. It said that you could make them in a muffin pan, and you remember I took my popover pan to Goodwill a few years ago, but. The muffin pan thing did not work. No, no, the, it didn't. <laughs> the popovers never popped. When we had them in Acadia, they're supposed to be tall and light and airy. And Popping is an important mm-hmm. aspect of the popover. <laughs> Yours didn't pop over anything. They were more hockey puck. <laughs> Hockey puck overs, maybe? That's what yours were? They were it's a new invention. They were kind of hard. <laughs> yeah, they were awful. But but then you, you're in charge of the wild game chili recipe from Grand Teton Signal Mountain Lodge, and I don't even know what happened there. <laughs> I heard muttering about squirrels <laughs> well, and possums, and I, I don't know what happened there. Well, when there. you described it, it sounded more like roadkill stew to me. <laughs> You know, I have a rule. I don't eat any animal that's under five pounds. It calls for ground elk. (laughs) You know how hard it is to get ground elk this time of year? (laughs) Most people who can supply ground elk just barter. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't even want to ask what you offered to trade. By the the way. Um, (laughs) Do I have an appointment somewhere? (laughs) Well, you're going to be somebody else's wife (laughs) next winter. (laughs) But we have all the ground elk we need. Okay. Okay. So it's a (laughs) win-win. It's a win-win-win. Yeah. All right. So that is why we switched. I I think it's better for everyone if we do an episode where the cooking is left to the professionals. Exactly. (laughs) This is the Dear Bob and Sue podcast, stories from our travels to all the U.S. national parks and other public lands. I'm Karen Smith. And I'm Matt Smith. We're the authors of the Dear Bob and Sue series of books. It's Thanksgiving week, which happens to be one of our favorite holidays, mainly because of all the food and festivities and time with our family. But sometimes hosting Thanksgiving can be a little overwhelming. If you've ever thought about doing something different on Thanksgiving and starting a new tradition with your family, today we're talking about some national parks where you can go for future Thanksgiving dinners and let someone else do all the shopping and the cooking. And the dishes. And the dishes, which is normally what I do. I know. Thanksgiving dinner served in a national park. I can't think of anything better. I can't either. Okay. Well, Karen, I got to say, though, I know it's not Festivus yet, but I do have some grievances to air. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, I have a feeling I know what those are going to be because you've, you've been looking very disappointed the last day or two. Well, I was shocked. I was shocked this morning <laughs> when I found out that you had no plans on having pumpkin pie on Thanksgiving. Which, like, I know it's not your responsibility to go get the food or make it, but I I just assumed we would have pumpkin pie. I know, but we're having a new dessert what, this year. What? Okay. We should, we should have a pre-Thanksgiving meeting before you come up with new traditions. Our new tradition this year is instead of a regular turkey dinner, we are doing an Italian feast this year. So you like Italian we're, food. Yes, we're thankful for Italy. <laughs> <laughs> Pumpkin pie was invented in Italy. Did you know that, Karen? <laughs> I don't think so, Matt. An Italian feast in, mm-hmm. at Thanksgiving. Okay, that's great. I, I'm I'm all in. I just. <laughs> but before people feel sorry for you, Matt, did you want to tell everyone that you drove to Costco this morning and you battled the crowds to buy one giant pumpkin pie for yourself? <laughs> there was a guy. He had. I am not even kidding. He had a pallet of pumpkin pies that he wheeled out. Wow! I still had to dig through them to get get the one that was that was cooked just to the right level. Some some of them were a little brown around the edges, and then some were <laughs> looked underdone. So I, I got the the right one. Well, I know they look a lot better than the ones I usually make, which look very homemade ish. The Costco pumpkin pies—they're pretty big. You really have to go in with some momentum. Yeah, uh, you know, it's not just having one thin piece, and then that's well, that's my annual splurge of pumpkin pie. Now, I mean, you got to be you got to be ready for two and a half days at least of pumpkin pie, three meals a day, or that you're not going to get through a Costco pumpkin pie. <laughs> That's so true. And I think you should consider yourself lucky because you are actually one of the few people in the entire world who prefer factory made food to homemade. Yeah, I don't like homemade anything. <laughs> what What is the advantage of homemade? When we go to a restaurant <laughs> and it always says homemade on the menu, sometimes it even says housemade. I will not eat anything described as housemade. That, that's like the workers are assigned at night. Like, Bill, it's Tuesday. You got to make chili at your house. <laughs> Matt, you know the workers are not making them in their home, right? It just it, it says housemade. Bill's got, I could see him at his stove. In his underwear with his beard net, smoking and making chili. <laughs> and tomorrow, Wednesday, the special is house made chili. You, <laughs> you want it made in a sterile factory, right? Like Where there's factory no- <laughs> made. Literally, if they put factory made on the menu, I would be more likely to order that thing. I want stainless steel. I want hair nets. I want hazmat suits. I do not want house or homemade anything. You're so strange and odd. <laughs> no, there are people out there listening who are thinking, of course, that makes total sense. But it's fresher when you get homemade. It's, it's, I don't it hasn't think been, it, so. <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen Bill? <laughs> Nothing against Bill. Don't, don't make Bill make the chili. Get it from a factory. All right. Well, you have a nice big factory made pumpkin pie in your beer fridge um, and no turkey that's usually sitting in there. We decided to do an Italian feast this year because there will only be three of us for Thanksgiving dinner, the two of us and our daughter, Emily. 
our other kids are all going to other places for Thanksgiving dinner. I'm sure it's <laughs> yeah, no reflection on us. Yeah, it's odd how they all had something else going on on well, Thanksgiving. You only had a year warning that it was coming again, and no. they, they had conflicts. No, we have to share them with their other in-laws and other families. You know how it goes. But mm-hmm. since it's just the three of us, and we're going to have some empty seats at our Thanksgiving table, I thought we would change it up a bit and change the tradition and do something different. So we're going to do an Italian feast. We we have made homemade pasta in the past. You have that pasta machine, Matt, and you have you have cranked out literally literally I'm, cranked out some really good I, pasta. I have. I'm I'm fully clothed. I'm not smoking while I'm doing it. <laughs> what I, about I, the I beard? I don't Nash? have a beard. I don't have a beard. So it's all good. And I'm gonna eat it like seven minutes later. So I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm gonna make some homemade gnocchi. I don't even think gnocchi is Italian. It's so much I don't know. Okay, I we have to know. check that out. Okay, we're look, having. Look, we have to look that up. Okay, I have a case of prosecco. Is prosecco uh, Italian? Yeah, it doesn't matter. We'll drink this prosecco. <laughs> the factory made prosecco. We're that's gonna have. right. We also did get uh, some pre-made tiramisu. So good news for you, Matt. It's probably made in a factory. Uh, so that will be our Thanksgiving feast. But. You know, sometimes it is fun for whatever reason to, to change up the family tradition. Oh, I thought you were going to say change up the family. I agree. Let's have, <laughs> let's have a different family. Those kids who aren't coming for Thanksgiving, they're out. They're, yeah. <laughs> who yeah. wants to come to our house? <laughs> no, I was going to say change up the family tradition and do something different. But if you really want to switch it up, we would suggest having Thanksgiving in a national park. Yeah, there's an idea. So we kind of uh, went through and looked at a lot of the national parks and what they're doing for Thanksgiving. And and it's kind of surprising how many Thanksgiving feasts we found that are being hosted in the national parks. I know. I was surprised about that. So let's start with how about we go to the Grand Canyon first? All right, let's go. Okay. So some of the lodges that sit on the south rim of Grand Canyon National Park will be serving turkey dinners. And those are the El Tovar Hotel and the Yavapai and Bright Angel Lodges. They'll all have turkey dinners for that, for fantastic. people. I know. And then you can go and look at the, at the view of the Grand Canyon when you're done. Yeah. Yeah. You could walk along the rim trail or even better, take a nap in one of those rocking chairs on the El Tovar porch. Yeah. I I know where I'd find you. Where I'd really like to be, and this has to be one of the coolest places to have Thanksgiving dinner, is at Phantom Ranch. Oh, yeah. If you're not familiar with Phantom Ranch, it's the only lodging facility that sits below the canyon rim. So the only way to get to Phantom Ranch is either on foot by hiking yourself down there or on the back of a mule, or some people stop off at Phantom Ranch when they're on the rafting trips on the Colorado River. At Phantom Ranch, the meals are served in their canteen. And for dinner, they typically offer two seatings and two food choices, a steak dinner at 5, 5 p.m., or hiker stew at 6.30. Yeah, we've had both, and they're both really good. Yeah. But if you happen to be there on Thanksgiving, they serve a big old turkey dinner. Which is amazing when you consider that every single thing for the entire meal for dozens of people has to be brought down by mule. Yeah. So in your research, did you find, is it the whole turkey, like they're carving up the turkey? Because I'm, I'm curious what, what happens to the carcasses afterwards. <laughs> this, is, this is always the challenge with the Thanksgiving dinners. Then you have the turkey carcass and 
how the heck do you get rid of that? Yeah, maybe they have to go back up on the backs of the mules, like all, with all the rest of the um, trash and recycling. Oh, I bet the mules love that. <laughs> <laughs> They're wondering, like, why do all my buddies smell like turkey? Huh. I wonder if they have turkey stew the next night. You know, that would be a really good idea because then they could use the carcass. Just toss everything that's left over into the hiker stew for the next day. Yeah. Now, if you want to go to Phantom Ranch for Thanksgiving, uh, you need to start looking at that now because the reservation system was changed to a lottery system a while back. So you have to enter the lottery and be lucky enough to win a reservation down there. Yeah, really hard to get reservations. So it's good and not so good that they went to a lottery system, but it is much fairer. It is. And one of the great things, too, about having your Thanksgiving down at the bottom of the Grand Canyon is then the next day when you hike yourself back up the 10, 11 miles, you wear off all the calories that you just ate the day before. Yeah, there's there's an advantage. <laughs> yeah. You'll burn it off. We should try to do that. Okay, let's do it. But I'm not sure you're going to get any of our kids to hike down and back up for Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, that, that's very doubtful. All right, moving on. What other parks? We looked at Yellowstone. You know, uh, Yellowstone has a Thanksgiving feast at the Mammoth Hot Springs Hotel. I remember we were there around Christmas. Was it Christmas Eve dinner that we had there? It was. It was. That was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we spent one Christmas there with our entire family. Best Christmas we've ever had. And I imagine that Thanksgiving would be equally wonderful. So yeah, the Mammoth Hot Springs Hotel restaurant has a big Thanksgiving spread for all the guests who are there. And then, of course, you can spend the next three days exploring the park, or at least the part of the park that's still open during this time of year. Yeah, you go check out all the bison in Lamar Valley. That road stays open all year. All right, let's stay with the parks that begin with Y. <laughs> Yosemite. <laughs> Lots of choices in Yosemite. Yeah, the Awani Hotel Dining Room. It has a five-star menu. Yeah, now I, I believe that's a little pricey. Oh, I saw one place had it listed for $130 a person and another had it listed for $150. So take that into consideration if you plan on hosting a large group there. But I'm sure they do it up really, really nicely. But also the Wawona Hotel and the Yosemite Valley Lodge, they, they also offer Thanksgiving dinners. They do. Now, the Yosemite Valley Lodge, I noticed this particular Thanksgiving, the restaurant is closed. But for future Thanksgiving dinners, I would definitely check out the Yosemite Valley Lodge because I know they've offered those in the past. Then there's the Evergreen Lodge. We've stayed there. It's northwest of Yosemite Village area. They have an entire four days of fun planned for visitors. They do. I saw on their website they have a sunset hayride. They have campfires and s'mores and, of course, a big Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, we stayed there on our first visit to Yosemite. Now, it's about an hour drive from Yosemite Village itself, but it's tucked away up, up in the forest and they have cabins and I loved it up there. I remember enjoying that also and mm -hmm. thinking we should go back sometime. Yeah. And so if you want to get away from the hustle and bustle of Yosemite Valley and all the people in the cars, this would be a great choice for you and your family, uh, the Evergreen Lodge. I think that would be a great place to go for Thanksgiving. Yeah, it would be. Now, just south of Yosemite in Sequoia National Park, the Waxaki Lodge has a Thanksgiving celebration. I know. I would love to do that. And then walk among the the big sequoias it's been my dream to go there in the snow now i don't know if they have any snow at thanksgiving time well that part of the park is 
Gosh, I mean, it's above 7,000 feet. So if you're going to have snow anywhere Mm -hmm. early, it might be there. Yeah. And the Wuxatshi Lodge is open all year round. They never close. So that's a great place to go anytime in the winter. But I think especially at Thanksgiving, that would be really fun. Now, if we go to the other side of the country, the east side, in Shenandoah National Park, the Pollock Dining Room, it's Skyland. And we were just there a few weeks ago, weren't we, Matt? We were. Saw the fall colors. Mm -hmm. It was a beautiful time to go. And the restaurant at Skyland, which is along Skyline Drive, they have a very wonderful Thanksgiving feast available to park visitors. Yeah, I bet that's popular. I mean, there's a lot more population Mm -hmm. in and around that park. I bet people come in and do that. Right, because it wouldn't be that far of a drive from some of the major metropolitan areas. So you could go have your Thanksgiving in Shenandoah, even if you weren't staying there. Right. Yeah, that might be fun to do sometime. Now, if we come back closer to where we are in the Pacific Northwest, Olympic National Park in Washington, they have several lodges with Thanksgiving feasts. And I'm embarrassed to say... I did not know that they offered Thanksgiving feasts because this would be something that we could go to. We could. In Olympic National Park at Lake Quinault Lodge, they have a Thanksgiving dinner. At Lake Crescent Lodge, they do as well. And also at Kalaylock Lodge, they have a buffet feast. So three different places inside the park to check out. Yeah, and it's most likely going to be raining. (laughs) We can say that for pretty much any Thanksgiving, any year. But uh, that's a good time to visit a rainforest. Nice and cozy. Well, sure. Bring your raincoat and expect to get wet. But yeah, I think having Thanksgiving dinner there in Olympic National Park and then head out for a walk in the rainforest, maybe do the Hall of Mosses Trail in um, in the Ho Rainforest. What a great way to spend Thanksgiving. Yeah, that'd be a good one. And you could explore the beaches too, as long as it's low tide. Well, that's pretty important. Isn't yeah, it? <laughs> not, not during high tide or during a storm. Also here in the Pacific Northwest, uh, up at Mount Rainier National Park, the National Park Inn, they have a Thanksgiving dinner. And that that would be a good time to go. Now, this year, I don't think there's a lot of snow even up at Paradise. But I think most years, you're, you're probably getting some snow. There's enough snow on the ground that you could drive up to Paradise and play in the snow. So actually, starting at about the end of October, most of the roads in Mount Rainier National Park close. And so the only part of the park that's still open to cars is the southwest area where Longmire is and where this um, National Park Inn is. But you can access Paradise from there. So so just this very tiny area of the park, but it's beautiful. And yeah, you could have Thanksgiving dinner and then hopefully drive up to Paradise and maybe do some sledding or some snowshoeing and, and work off those calories <laughs> that you've just consumed. We've stayed at the National Park Inn the week before Christmas and also for a few nights uh, right over New Year's Eve. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the New Year's Eve holiday. And it's a very festive place to be. It sure is. The the inn is pretty small. I think it only has like 26 rooms. So you don't have to worry about crowds there. But it's, yeah, like you said, it's very festive and they do, they have it all decorated for the holidays. (laughs) That would be a good place to celebrate Thanksgiving. So, so far we've got lots of places to go on Thanksgiving other than (laughs) home. So we'll never be home again. No more Italian feasts. Now, if you want a chance at better weather, Mm -hmm. you might try Death Valley National Park. The Oasis at Death Valley and the Ranch at Death Valley, those are both there right by the 
main visitor center, mm-hmm. they host Thanksgiving dinners. Right. So you could stay there and have a fun four or five days and also have dinner there. Now, at the ranch at Death Valley, there is the saloon that we love. It's called the Last Kind Words Saloon. <laughs> and I would love to have Thanksgiving dinner in a saloon. Is that your dream? <laughs> That's in the bucket? It's in the bucket. And then with all the great hiking in Death Valley, and yeah, it's probably delightfully warm there. So that's another place I'd like to go. We'll have to uh, add that to our growing list of Thanksgiving destinations. Yeah, you're going to have to get a bigger bucket. Mm-hmm. All right. Zion National Park in Utah. Zion Lodge, the dining room, has a Thanksgiving dinner. I don't know what the weather would be at Thanksgiving, although you and I went uh, a couple years ago, two days after Thanksgiving, and stayed at the lodge there, and the weather was kind of mild. Yeah, uh, we still did hikes. It was lovely. I will say, though, we actually went in, we drove in on Sunday night of Thanksgiving weekend, and the, the amount of people coming out of the park was huge. So I do think this is a very crowded park on Thanksgiving weekend. Now, a lot of those people could have been just going in for for the day and maybe they didn't spend Thanksgiving there. But but just note that a few of these places that we mentioned might be crowded on Thanksgiving. So if you're interested, you'll want to get your reservations, your lodging reservations and your dinner reservations um, pretty early. We'd recommend staying in one of the cabins if you can. Okay, so that's our list of suggestions for enjoying Thanksgiving dinner in the parks. There are probably others. I'm, I'm guessing that any park lodge dining room that's open during Thanksgiving would offer a turkey dinner, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I, th- I would guess so, too. One of our Thanksgiving traditions at our house is to go around the dinner table and have everyone hold hands and say what they're thankful for. Are we still going to do that this year? Just the three of us? I think you should go ahead and do it now. What are you thankful for, Matt? Well, Karen, this is kind of an easy one for us. Uh, I like to to be early in the rotation of giving thanks because every year it's our anniversary. Thanksgiving's close to the day of our anniversary. I'm thankful for you and that we're still married after all these years. (laughs) (laughs) Except next year. On on, on our 40th year, somebody else's wife next winter. (laughs) So I don't know if that next year will count, but we do have lots of ground elk. Great. I cannot wait. Karen, what are you thankful for? I'm very thankful for all the connections that we have made in the last couple years. Um, All of you who have listened to our podcast and those of you who have read our books and, and follow us on social media. There's an expression my mom used to say. She used to call um, people who she had a connection with kindred spirits. And I feel like we have all these kindred spirits out there. Yeah, we've connected with a lot of people and, and we are thankful. We're very thankful for everyone's support of all of our projects over the years. Yeah, it's made our world so much bigger. And we can't tell you how much it means to us when we we get your emails and we see your kind reviews on Apple Podcasts and just the inside jokes that we all share and the messages. And it feels like we have so many new friends all around. I was going to say all around the country, but now it, it even extends beyond that. So I'm 
extremely grateful. I know I know you are too, Matt. We are truly thankful for the support of people who follow all of our projects and comment and send us messages and emails. And, and it's it's great to do this and feel like somebody out there is listening and joining in the conversation. Right. And sharing our, our passion and our love for the national parks. Yeah. Yeah, so wishing all of you a very happy Thanksgiving week, uh, a very non-stressful wherever you might be, whether you're whether you're cooking or shopping or spending time with your family or out in the parks. We wish you all the very best during this season of Thanksgiving. Yes, happy Thanksgiving.